Hey everybody, this is Pastor George Pearsons. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. So glad that you're watching today. And I want to make mention, Kenneth and Gloria, thank you for allowing me to be on this week of these broadcasts. This is a special time that I've been able to have with partners and friends and those who are watching us from around the world. And the Lord had put something very, very important on my heart. And thank you for allowing me to deliver this. And that is that no matter what the economy is like, we can prosper. We prosper in tough times. We prosper in great times. We prosper all the time. How about that? We just prosper all the time. Now, listen, all of the uh, outlines to these studies that we've done this week, they're available on kcm.org. And look for the picture of Pastor George on there and click onto it. And it will take you to the outlines of prospering in tough times. Let's go back through in just a quick, quick summary of what we've been talking about since the beginning of the week. We read this scripture uh, on Monday and we talked about Colossians chapter 1 and starting in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us able to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. We talked about being uh, translated into the kingdom of God's dear son. We've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. Praise God we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness. And we're living on that kingdom here on earth. We don't have to wait until we get to heaven to experience the goodness of God and all that he wants to do in spite of what's going on, in spite of the situations that are taking place around us. And let me just read a couple of highlights of what we talked about, and then we'll finish up uh, with the message for today. But we talked about the fact that we don't have to live. We no longer have to live under the dominion, the rule, the control, or the influence of whatever direction the economy and the world system is going at the moment. No, we're sub- we are not subject to the times that we live in. We're not subject to the ups and the downs and the all-arounds. We're not subject to the curse of the law. And the curse of the law, as Sister Gloria has taught us, is everything that is bad. So we are not subject to that. Jesus became a curse for us, Galatians 3.13, so that, that we could be redeemed from the curse of the law, law in order to walk in the blessing of Abraham. We are subject to the blessing. You and I are subject to the blessing. And the blessing of the Lord is be fruitful, multiply, uh, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over it. That's the blessing of the Lord. And the blessing really means to empower, to prosper, to enlarge, to increase, to grow, to develop, and to, to progress in our lives and to be successful in whatever He has called us to do. We are now subject to and governed by another economy and another system, and it's called the kingdom of God. The times are subject to us. We are subject to the authority of God's word, the blood of Jesus, and the name of Jesus. So we don't just survive in tough times. We prosper and we thrive. And he, our God, will lift us up and over every economic situation that we face. I'm thinking right now about the children of Israel and when they took the Passover lamb, they were all gathered together. They painted the blood over the lintels and the doorposts of their homes and the death angel passed over. Well, that's the way we live. 
Death passes over. Poverty passes over. Sickness passes over. All of that passes over us. We're separated out from the kingdom of darkness. And we walk in the kingdom of God's dear Son. And so we talked about flourishing and, and, the, and the fact that we, we live in a time of same conditions but different results. There are conditions that are going on, but they affect people differently. Different things take place. So what I want to share with you today, this is very interesting. I want to talk to you about a supernatural economic turnaround. That you can have a supernatural economic turnaround in your life. And I'm using this account of Jesus with his disciples uh, in Luke 5 and verses starting in verse 1. And I mean, I'm telling you, you get you get Jesus on board and your situation will turn around. You get him in your boat and things will go well. You get him with you. You bring him into your situation and he will turn it around. Jesus turned around an entire economic system. Pastor George, how did he do that? Listen, here it is. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and he saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to push a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Now notice here, it says that the people pressed upon Jesus to hear the word of God. In the NIV, it says people were crowding around him and listening. The message translation, the crowd was pushing in on him. What am I saying? The people were hungry for the word of God. They were hungry to hear what he said. But in verse 2, the fishermen were washing their nets instead of pressing into God. They were having a hard time. They were toiling. It says they were toiling and they were having a hard time. And they were like Martha. They were under great pressure about many things. The market was tanking. The fish market of the Galilee was tanking. It wasn't just this, it wasn't just this one night. They'd been experiencing this for quite some time. The Galilee, they had, this was another non-productive bad night and they had nothing to show for it. The Galilee fishing industry was in a serious slump and the market was failing. And they were facing bankruptcy. See, we, you read, you see things into this that this is not just a one-off thing. This is, they were struggling. They were struggling with their very lives. The answer to their problem was right in front of them. But they weren't listening. Listen, the answer is right in front of you, the Word of God. And the materials that we make available free from this ministry, all of those materials are available to you and to me. Well, the answer was right in front of them, but they weren't listening. In verse 3, Jesus asked Simon's permission to use his boat. And I'm, I'm kind of seeing how this was acting out. Simon was frustrated. He was frustrated. He was frustrated because they'd gone another night being unproductive, not flourishing, not thriving, not catching fish. And I kind of imagine Peter, Simon saying something like, yeah, whatever, go ahead, go ahead, use the boat. 
So Jesus got up into the boat and he taught the word from Peter's boat. And he began to teach them about the anointing, the anointed one. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in this year. That all in, in your ears, all debts were about to be released. But Peter's over there mad, upset, trying to fix his nets that were, were, had to be fixed from the night before of the non-productive night. So Jesus keeps on teaching. He just keeps on teaching the word. These guys are working over here. Jesus is teaching. And in verse 4, it says this. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon Peter and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. I am tired. I'm tired and I don't feel like doing that. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Hmm, the net. Jesus said nets because, you know, Jesus knew it was coming. Jesus was operating in his place uh, from, Gala- uh, from uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea. He had dominion over the fish of the sea. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. Overflow. Overflow. This is overflow going on. And I just have this this picture in my mind of what took place that day. And I would love to do, I'd love to do some kind of an animated film about this, but I can see Jesus in the boat and he's talking and those guys are over here. They're working on cleaning up their nets. And I don't know, maybe Jesus turned around. They weren't listening. They're not listening to him. And Jesus turns around and he looks out to the Galilee and he said, I am blessed of the Lord and I speak to every fish in this lake and I command you, I command you to come to me right now because I have dominion over the fish. Well, I envision this. And so Jesus talks to Peter. He's talking with him about um, letting down the nets So Peter says, at your word, I'll do that. And so they let down the nets. And all of a sudden, I can hear this Jaws music. Jaws. You know what I'm talking about? And Peter's looking out over the Galilee. And all of a sudden, you can see the waters. The waters are moving. It's like they're moving and they're all converging into this one place and you can't really see it, but it looks like the waters are moving closer and closer to Peter. And all of a sudden, as he's looking, he's seeing fish. There are fish everywhere. Fish are starting to jump. Fish are all over the place. What did Jesus do? He called every fish in the Galilee. They were headed Peter's way. They're headed his way. And they are just converging on him. And Peter, Peter is, he's seeing all of this take place. And, and 
there, where was I? I can't find the place where I was. Anyway, oh yeah, and their boats, their boats began to sink. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Starting to sink. And so it says, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees. Well, let me tell you this. I got a revelation about this. Oh, let me just read this. I skipped all over this. But we toiled all night with absolutely no results. We worked hard. We were fatigued. I'll let down the net. One broken net. He let down. Faith plans for more than enough. Faith plans for more than enough. If we expect the supernatural, we will get it. And so it says they enclosed a great number of fish and their net broke. Well, if you look at John 21, 11, it tells you that one net will hold 153 big fish. So in that particular net, there were 153 big fish and they were overflowing. What was this? This was actually Peter's harvest of sowing his boat into Jesus into Je- Jesus knew what he was doing. He knew exactly what he was doing. He knew Peter. He knew John. He knew these families. He knew the struggles that they were under. He knew the problems that were going on. He knew that the fish market had gone way down. They were going down and down and down. He knew these people. And Jesus got up there to preach about it that day. And he was demonstrating. He was demonstrating the blessing of the Lord that in the midst, in the midst of an economic fish market downturn, he could get in the middle of that thing, declare the word of God, call those fish in and turn around that family's life. That's what he was doing. It's exactly what Jesus was doing. And so when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees. Depart from me. I am a sinful man, O Lord. He was convicted. This was so so huge. This was so massive. This was so gigantic. He was, he was, uh, convicted by it. For he and all who were with him were astonished. They were absolutely shocked. They'd never seen anything like this before. They were totally astonished by it. And they said, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> they were astonished. Um, uh, they, blah, 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 blah. they were with them astonished at the cast of fish which they had taken. I'm getting so into this. I'm losing my place. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, all of these guys who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So when they brought their boats to land, they forsook all and they followed him. I wrote down here in verse 8, he said, I'm a sinful man. He realized how foolish he was to not listen to Jesus. It's foolish to not listen to Jesus in bad economic times because he's going to show you what to do. He'll show you what to do. He'll show you what to invest in. He'll show you where to sow your money. He'll show you how to call the harvest out on it. He'll show you. He's not oblivious to the financial condition. He knows all about it. And then in verse 9, the commercial, com, commercial fishermen and everyone else were astonished at the catch of fish. They'd never seen anything like this before. They had never seen a catch like this in the history of their fishermen lives. Never. Never. And never seen it with their daddies either. This was a first. This was a major first. And as I said, Jesus was operating from the blessing of Genesis 1, 26 to 28. He took dominion over the fish. He changed the Galilee fishing industry by operating the kingdom of God principles. This was a huge, supernatural, economic turnaround. 
And you can believe for that in your own life. If you listen and you obey and you hear the voice of the Lord and you feed on the Word of God and you feed on it and you feed on it and you feed on it, He will turn that around. He will turn that around. And I believe that there, there are people in Washington, D.C., including the president and the vice president, who pray. They pray. They are seeking the Lord. I was watching Bishop Harry Jackson at Passover in the Oval Office. He called Brother Copeland before he went into the White House. They invited Bishop Harry Jackson to come and to pray in the Oval Office. And I'm watching this. And he's using the book of Exodus. And he's talking about COVID-19 passing over. The Passover. And relating that to the blood of Jesus. And there's the president sitting at his desk. And there's the vice president standing next to him. These people in the high offices of our nation are praying and they're inviting us to come in. They're inviting men and women of God to come in and have influence. So I'm telling you right now, for any president, and even a few days before that, it was the president of Brazil that was asking for prayer and fasting over his nation. We're seeing it more and more. We're seeing it more and more take place. That these leaders of these nations are realizing that they need to call upon the Lord. They need to call upon Him for help to get them out of the situations they're in. And you need to know today that our president and vice president and there are other people, other people in Washington, D.C. who are praying and they're believing God and they're calling upon the leaders of this nation to help them And because of that, there will be an economic turnaround in the United States of America. We declare it, declare it, we declare it, declare it in the name of Jesus. We decree it in the name of Jesus. And we stand for every nation that's watching us right now. Your nation. We pray for your leaders. We pray for your kings, your presidents, those in leaderships, your prime ministers, and believe that they'll call upon the the Lord, the word of the Lord, and the ministers of God. There's changes taking place in Canada. There are changes taking place in Latin America. There are changes taking place in Europe, in China, in Asia, all over the world. There are changes taking place. And we see a turn. We see a turn to, oh, Father, we release our faith right now, especially here in the United States, for an economic turnaround that is going to be so huge. It's going to be so massive. We will be astonished, just like those fishermen were. Father, Jesus, come into our boat. Come into the boat of our nation. Come into the boat of our president. And we receive flourishing prosperity once again in the United States of America. And Lord, we believe it. We believe it for other nations, every nation, every nation, every nation where Kenneth Copa Ministries is in the offices and every nation upon this earth. For if coronavirus can get the attention of the entire world, so can Jesus. We declare that Jesus is Lord over this world. Father, we thank you. We honor you. We praise you for the turnaround. 
in the nations, and in our very lives. Amen and amen. I'll be right back. My name is Artyom, and it's my beautiful wife Marina. We are pastoring in uh, Ukraine, and uh, we have a beautiful church. This church started, uh, maybe you know him, is Rick Renner. He started this church, and now we're pastoring this church, and it's a beautiful, gracious people. Uh, before my uh, meeting with Pastor Rick, this program is only one food, uh, spiritual food for me. It was the only spiritual food he had, the believer's voice of victory. And he started his like grow, growing in faith with, with this program. With this program. We got hold of this word of prosperity, the word of faith, and we, uh, we began to, to look at in, uh, look it up in the word, and we found the scriptures, and we began to stand on the scriptures, to stand on the word of God, and just to proclaim and do what the word of God says. We began to sow, uh, sow and then God told us, uh, just uh, He stretched us, and He said, "Sow more, sow more," if because the one who sows uh, generously will reap generously, and. We began to sow more, and we began to see such uh, miracles in our lives. We were just given a car in a restaurant. We sat with a family, and they said, God told us three times to <laughs> bless you with this car, and they gave us the key. And But it was such a um, glorious time because we, 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 we believed God for a car for a couple of years and because we couldn't afford to buy it. And we didn't. My husband said, no, that's no. No, we don't go to bank. We just believe God. Said, okay, we believe God. Okay, let's believe God. And so we just we we, we understood that only God, He is our the only way. Here, everybody has car. There, not everybody have car. <laughs> not everybody. And plus, we had two children, and we needed car because we used taxi a lot. We used transport, uh, buses, and so on. But we needed car. And and God is faithful. He was. He is, and He will be faithful. And when we got pregnant with our third child, we rented a flat. I said, God, uh, we need our own house, please. <laughs> and God said, okay, just believe, just trust in me, just proclaim the word. And uh, we listened to programs with Pastor George and Sister Gloria about how to believe. Uh, a large place, like yeah. in Psalms. God put us in a large place. Yeah. <laughs> and we started to believe for our own house. Just proclaiming, uh, so, uh, saying these words, decreeing the right uh, scriptures, and uh, of course, sowing. Um, when we came to Minister Conference 2018, we br uh, brought our uh, seed with us, of course, and we sowed this seed. And I remember God, I heard God in my spirit saying, now you bought a house. I was like, wow, can we buy a house for this seed? He said, yes, uh, my kingdom works not like this world. In my kingdom, you can buy a house for this seed because harvest will come. Miracle started, just miracle happened because uh, the one week before the birth of our uh, Benji, uh, we were blessed with the house. Just yes. and it's like supernatural. <laughs> it's it's not like it's supernatural. <laughs> yeah. my, uh, Artem counted that to buy this house he w would have needed uh, two 
200 years. 200 years, yes. <laughs> <laughs> with, his sal- with his salary, he would have needed to buy this house. So, and we just were given, but we know that it was God because nobody could do it without him. Yes. Because he is almighty God. He can do anything if he... Uh, in any country. In any country, <laughs> if you believe him. In Ukraine, him. in Russia, in the United States. Yes, if you believe Nothing him. is impossible with our God. If you trust him, if you trust his word, you will do what his word says. Because if you know that it's true, you will do what it says. And when you do what it says, it just brings the results of the word of God. It's uh, like an honor for us to be a part of this and have this uh, partners with Brother Copeland and Sister Gloria. This message brings results. And we've seen it not only in this country, but in our country too. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.